0: Hello and welcome to The Goalink Show. My name is Ben Harris, founder of Goalink, a goal-setting community sharing weekly challenges. These challenges are inspired by brands to bring you new ways to develop and improve yourself. You can kick back and watch me take on these exciting and uncomfortable challenges, or you can join me. I challenge every listener to complete these weekly goals. Catch the content on Instagram or Facebook at Goalink Group. The Golink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from the achievers of the world, but not just the success. We delve into the challenges, the struggle, and the adversity we all face. How do we find the will to push through? What role do motivation, discipline, and failure play in our lives? We discuss this and much more in the show. Thanks for tuning in. This week, my friend Olivia, aka Liv, is on the show, and I'm happy she came on because... It's kind of been a sausage fest up until this point, so I really value her mindset in general and she's a go-getter. She's always looking to learn and grow. A young marketing manager. She excels at networking and has achieved success at a young age. We talk about how her parents in non-denominational church inspired her values, how she sets small goals and achieves wins every week, the story of how she fell in love with marketing and advertising. She gives practical tip of how to reduce moments of feeling anxious. And my favorite, how men can ally with women in the workplace. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview with Liv. My first question for you is because you are an achiever, like were you always naturally ambitious?
1: Oh, um I feel like I've always had this like drive that I my parents kind of always told us from a super young age that I was going to graduate high school and go to school and kind of move on to do whatever I really put my mind to. So I feel like they, from a super young age, always kind of put that into our minds. Um, I remember when I was like a super little kid, I would get upset if I didn't get like always on spelling tests and super, super stupid stuff like that. I guess that's not stupid, but like. As a little kid, now watching...
0: There's bigger things. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it matters to you when you're that small.
1: I guess so. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it mattered to me.
0: Okay, that's cool. So did your parents raise you any certain way? Or do you feel like it was just you? Kind of like you've always been like that.
1: Um, I feel like they definitely raised us um, to know what we want in life. They always raised us very open-minded. Whether it be like what we wanted to eat for dinner or where, or whatever like we went to a church that taught us that we could be whatever we wanted to be um and I feel like kind of going to that church from basically birth on um I was able to make up my own mind and I feel like because they allowed us to make our own decisions it kind of let us find our drive and passions in the way that like best suited us
0: okay that's super cool do you want to go I'm curious about the church thing or should we just move on
1: I don't care. I love my church. So that's so cool. So tell
0: me more about it, because I love what you said of it's it's definitely more open and it's teaching you like be what you want to be. So take me like what's like how long is church? Is it just a Sunday or like is it a weekly thing or how does it work like per session?
1: Uh, So it's it's the Unitarian Church and it's a non-denominational church non-denominational church. So people can go there if they're Buddhist, if they're LDS, if they're agnostic, whatever. Um, and really the church just kind of preaches being a kind person, putting the good out into the world that you would hope to receive as a other human being on this planet. Um, in elementary school, each grade that you're in, you learn about a different religion. So like all of second grade, you learn about Judaism, third grade, you learn about Buddhism, fourth grade, you learn about this. So, um, yeah I,
0: I love that, so you really learn about different religions at the church.
1: Yeah, and I mean the main point of that was to kind of give you all of the tools that you need to find a successful faith if you even want to have a faith so
0: Do you feel like you've taken anything from that? like do you I'm trying to think like in your daily practice or in your daily life, do you kind of apply any of that? like do you research before you make a decision? I know that's a general practice, but has anything translated into your life now? Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, a lot of people that would come to our church and that my parents surrounded us with from a super young age, um, are people that are sometimes excluded in everyday Mm -hmm. super normal. I mean, quote unquote normal, uh, life, like a lot of trans people and cross dressers and all of the different things that you can be in this world that are not always accepted. Um, so I feel like because of that, and being surrounded by them. Uh, I try to live a life that's very inclusive, um, whether that be someone's skin tone or someone's gender, someone's political beliefs, religion, whatever it be. Um, Yeah, it's always just been, I'm not gonna say super again, very important. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay, I like it. Who were your heroes growing up? Like, who did you look up to?
1: My parents, and I feel like that's I love that. very cliche to say because what kid did not look up to their parents, but...
0: There's some. There's some out I mean, there.
1: I guess so. My mom is, like, s- such a champ. She got really sick when I was younger, but still was able to work a job and take care of kids, and it's not that my dad wasn't in our, like, in our lives at all. He was, but being able to see my mom overcome those kinds of things and still be able to get stuff done... Um, Like, she's still one of my biggest heroes to this day. So, yeah, she's amazing. So
0: Okay, I love that. And this podcast is called The Goaling Show, which is, I mean, the brand is Goaling. So, you know, we have to talk about goals. Um, How do you, and if you do, do you set goals right now?
1: I do, and I'm not a very patient person. Mm -hmm. I have such a hard time with setting things and waiting to see what's going to come from it. I really like instantaneous success and happiness. Um, So because of that, I tend to set a lot of really small goals. Whether that be, like, I'm 23 and noticing that I'm, like, starting to get wrinkles. And I'm like, (laughs) Olivia, start to, like, take your makeup off before you go to bed every night. So whether that be making making sure that I do that every night for a week. Because I feel like giving yourself, like, a time increment makes things a little easier. Or... Make your bed every single day because it's scientifically proven that it'll make your day better. Okay, Stuff perfect. Like
0: that. Well that was a perfect answer and I promise I didn't lead her into it or give her <laughs> give your give her a tip or anything. So have you always I'm trying to like did anyone tell you to do that or did you just feel like, hey, I'm just gonna make little accomplishments that I'm gonna
1: finish for a week? I don't think anyone necessarily said do this or do that. I just know that I feel like part of what has led me to be who I am is that my mom was sick as a kid. Um, So I feel like time on earth is short, and I want to be able to be the best me that I can be, and I need to constantly be working on that, whether, again, it's something super small or it's some long-term goal. Um, And then I feel like telling people about it gives me some accountability. So I feel like... That does kind of help my goals, but they're not necessarily setting them for me. Does that answer your question? No, that
0: does. So take us back to like, wh- what what was the first job you ever had?
1: Oh, it was the best job. It is the dorkiest thing. Uh, I was 16 and I got a job as a bagger at Fresh Market
0: Very and nice. it's
1: seriously the dorkiest job ever. I wore the ugliest uniform, khakis and like seafoam green polo. It was terrible. Um, but I worked there for two years and made lifelong friends. My best friend in the whole world. She and I were both baggers together. I met an ex-boyfriend doing that. I met lots of really good friends. Cool. It was great.
0: That's awesome. So how did you get into... You, what did you graduate from school? What was your degree?
1: Uh, strategic communications.
0: Okay, cool. And how did you like get into marketing? And we'll talk about what you're currently doing in the marketing world.
1: So all of high school... I always wanted to go to med school. That was my dream. I took all of the right classes, made sure I had all of the extracurriculars. Uh, The morning of my college orientation, my friend Sean and I walked into a Starbucks to get coffee. And I walked in, saw their branding and like their merchandise display and was like, shut up. That is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And it sounds so like... you're such a millennial like that's kind of what like people always are like really like that's what made you want to go into marketing but yeah that day I signed up for classes and ever since then I get butterflies when I do whatever I that's awesome in my field so
0: and that's and that's fortunate right because not everyone can just have a lightning bolt of inspiration like that like you walk into that's that's awesome have you by chance seen coca-cola's holiday bottle that turns into a bow no i'll show you after this but essentially what it is is you peel the wrapper around the bottle yeah and then it has a little tab and you just pull it and it turns into a bow stop it's super cool i'll show you after
1: coke has genius marketing
0: really though what were some first steps after you graduated school or while you were still in school to get into marketing
1: um you know i think that from the moment I decided I wanted to be in the world of marketing, I really tried to work my network. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what kind of degree you have in this world, one of the main things that matters is who you know. So I would ask my friends' parents that I knew were in this field to have like informational interviews or... Um,
0: so you would with the parents. So your friends, you say, hey, can I just talk to your parents about whatever they do?
1: Um. Well, more... Like one of my best friends, Chelsea, her father in law, um, works at a big ad agency downtown. Cool. Um, so as soon as I found out, I was so stoked and mm-hmm. kind of attacked her and made her <laughs> like put me in contact so I can go kind of pick his brain, find out what I needed to know. Um, and then from there I during college I always ran salons and mm-hmm. I kinda just was on my bosses all the time and was like, Let me do social media, let me do this. Or like, we need to make the gift cards look like this or the merchandising look like that or I just figured you have to be able to sell yourselves and stuff to be able to sell the business. I, th- I
0: think that's a good lesson for anyone who is in college or they're not even in college but they're doing something that they don't want to do but you can still apply your passion or your dream into that of right course, because yeah. you're working at a salon you're not working at a marketing agency. No yeah. What was a step I assume you use those steps to get your first marketing job, right? Of like, hey, look what I'm doing for X. Like mm-hmm. did you use like I'm I've done this for a salon or and that's I how did, you got yeah. your first marketing job?
1: Yeah, on my resume I made sure it was very not that I lied on my resume, but you're supposed to accentuate <laughs> the different points that yeah, are important yeah. to the jobs that you're applying for. Right. Um so I mean obviously I did just work at a salon, but because I wanted to work in the world of advertising and marketing, I'm gonna of course the quantifiable data that comes mm-hmm. along with running a social media account, right. you know? So.
0: Okay, that's cool and you use that experience at a salon for advertising and marketing to uh, to land your first marketing mm-hmm. job. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. And what are some tips for other people who might feel nervous? Uh, like how to reach out or how to network because it doesn't come naturally for some people Like i've really had to, had to work at it Like do you have any yeah. tips for like young people who are nervous or anything or anybody you don't have to be young
1: um, I was actually just talking to one of my company's interns about this um, and she was really nervous to kind of she's interning currently and wants to Hopefully stay on with the company after graduation mm-hmm. And she was asking kind of what my thoughts were on it and she didn't want to come off too eager And I was like, no, there is no way you're going to come off too eager. People want to know that you're interested and especially older people and seasoned professionals want to be able to teach younger people because Mm -hmm. they're going to be on their way out of the business at some point. They want to make sure that there are people with capable hands and not necessarily just capable, but excited people Mm -hmm. um, that know what's going on. And yeah, I don't think that. You can be too excited. I don't know.
0: Okay, that's so she was asking you for advice and she was a little bit timid. Yes. With you. Not and you,
1: necessarily with me because I've known her for a while. Okay, and we just but with click. other people. But she didn't want to really necessarily come off too strong to our bosses.
0: Okay, so did she ask you for advice or you just caught it and then you just offered a tip? Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm really good at giving un. Solicited advice <laughs> people yeah. probably don't want to listen to it most of the time, but no we were having a conversation kind of about what she wanted to do after school and then Asked me what she thought I sh- she asked me what I would do or what I think she should do. So
0: Hey, I like it. So what is Do you have a big what well, I assume you do? What's your ultimate like big dream if you don't have one right in the next 10 20 30 years? what's the next big accomplishment you're looking to achieve?
1: Ooh, you know, I always think that, or I always thought that I would end up at an ad agency, and I got hired by an ad agency called Contravent, which honestly was always my dream. As soon as I found out I had a connection to Contravent, freaked out, got a job, seriously, two weeks later. It was amazing, and that was always what I wanted. Um, Turns out that the owners of the ad agency also own a whiskey company, Mm And so I've recently gone full-time at Black Feather Whiskey, but I um, kind of feel like I got where I wanted to be in just the ad agency world. I always wanted to be agency. Um, so right now, I kind of don't know where I want to go because now I'm within a brand. So I don't know if I want to stay. I mean, for a while, I'm obviously going to stay at my job because I love it. But I don't know if I want to go back agency, if I want to stay in brand. I have no idea.
0: Yeah, and that is... is. Do you feel any type of struggle with that? Or are you okay not knowing and just enjoying what you're doing right now?
1: Normally, I am like a total freak and have to know what's going on. I'm kind of, I can be, I have like control freak tendencies sometimes. (laughs) Um, Normally, I would kind of have to know, but my job is so all over the place with what I do. Um, And I'm always so busy that I do a little bit of everything. Um, So I'm kind of okay right now not knowing.
0: And what else would you, during this process or currently, with being a driven slash control freak person, what do you struggle with personally? Like, what do you get anxious or self-critical about?
1: How long do we have? Uh, <laughs> um, What do I get anxious or just, self-critical about? Yeah,
0: because we all feel certain things. So even for you, you're a young person who's already achieved a lot, you know, graduated Um into marketing you're already into an agency you know you've already reached what you thought was somewhat of a peak right I'm not saying you've peaked I I think you have a a lot more to go but you're still figuring out that next step yeah and so even though you've done and done all of this and achieved all these things what do you feel that yeah just that people can relate to that you still struggle with or what's a challenge you deal with
1: Um, I feel like because I do have those control freak tendencies Mm -hmm. I probably come off like such a weirdo to whoever's listening (laughs) to this but um, my job i'm still in we're still in total startup mode Mm -hmm. Um, so they told me before they hired me you're gonna have to do a little bit of this You're gonna have to do a little bit of that. My role is like my title is technically a marketing manager um But they were like, some nights you're going to be bartending. Some nights you're going to be cleaning out the back room because we had a party and there's too much stuff there. Like, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to wear a lot of different hats. And I really kind of struggled coming to terms with knowing that I was putting myself in a situation that was going to cause anxiety. Um, And I've had to just learn to kind of go with it and know that it's okay and that I'm trying my best and know that my bosses know I'm trying my best and that they have faith in me.
0: So did you learn any type of tip or is it just like self talks every night of like when you're feeling anxious or what are the practical things that you do to make sure that you're coaching yourself to stay mindful and calm?
1: Um, I, my mom has always told us if you feel overwhelmed or anxious, do things in increments of five. Um, so whether it be you have a Sink full of dishes, and you don't want to do them. Just go do five. You'll realize that it's a huh. lot easier than it actually.
0: That's seems. cool. I like that.
1: Um, I've also learned that if I am feeling kind of anxious, overwhelmed, whatever, um, you're supposed to kind of acknowledge all of your five senses. So if you say, "I can hear five things," so right now, I can hear cars passing on the street. I can hear a TV. I can hear this, or I can see this, see that, see that. It honestly really calms my mind.
0: That's cool. I've so, never heard that, and right now you also you're the market or the area rep for bumble correct yeah how did you get into that
1: just got promoted uh to the market lead in salt lake city thank you it's very exciting um last december i got my tonsils out and i was at home for two weeks and it sucked so bad um so i was super bored when i wasn't sleeping because i like could barely talk or eat or drink or anything um And I think I saw a sponsored ad on Instagram or something that said Bumble's like hiring in your area. And I've always really connected with Bumble's mission just because it's all about women, empowerment, equality. Um, it's something I've always, my whole life have really felt aligned with. Um, so I went onto the website and applied and then like two weeks later I got a, you've been selected email. So.
0: I love that. Um. And I think that's a really interesting marketing tech. Like do many places do that as far as area reps or market leads do a lot of different, I mean, I don't know of any, I'm sure there are plenty, like different apps or different companies that do that to get the word out.
1: Like sponsored ads?
0: No, not sponsored ads, but having people like you. Feet on the ground. Feet on the ground.
1: Um, I feel like it's becoming more and more popular. I think that in the Instagram, Age, I feel like you go onto most people's bios and it says I'm like a fitness rep with this oh, company or true. I've got like I a discount link with this or whatever. Um, I feel like Bumble really just wants to connect with its users and find new users. Um and who knows the cities better? Some big corporation obviously doesn't know every single city mm-hmm. and what works, what doesn't work. So that's where the city rep and market leads came in.
0: Yeah, and I, I feel like it's different from what I see from, like, the fitness, like, partners or whatever. I feel like watching you do these type of events, like, you just did a fitness event. Like, it was... What was it? It was yoga.
1: Hot yoga and spinning, yeah.
0: Right? I feel like yeah. that's different. And was it was it free? Or was it uh, a donation? No, or was it was it?
1: free. The uh, fitness center, it's called Maven Strong. They... Yeah, let us kind of add on to one of their classes and right, they gave so out merch cool. and yeah, it was fun.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's different because of that because it's, again, it's more, you're building a community instead yeah. of, hey, pay me for this fit thing or listen to me. It's like, no, it's that's more true. of a ground, like starting at the ground and you're building up Well, from and that's
1: that. what Bumble's all about is creating authentic connections. Uh, we don't want to sell things. Like, obviously, we want people on our app. We want people to use it and know about us but if people aren't going to be creating good friendships and relationships and business connections and everything um what's the point
0: yeah and tell me about bumble bff and bumble biz i actually went to lunch with someone today he said that someone he works with it's a financial advising company that she actually sets up a lot of Appointments to sell people on Bumble biz, really, which is super cool, yeah. like like to me, I'll be honest, I'm just like Bumble is dating, uh-huh. right, but through you, I've learned about those different things, like so it sounds extremely legitimate, but what's your quick pitch to like why these other two aspects of Bumble are important?
1: uh well, Bumble puts women first, and they put the authentic connections first, and yeah, we are a dating app um that's usually the only thing people know about it, like you said. Uh, but we realized that, well, I guess we didn't realize cause I don't work at like headquarters, <laughs> but headquarters realized that people want connections more than just a significant other. Um, and they wanted to be able to help the people that already do have significant others. Uh, so they realized that women, because it is kind of a women focused app, uh, also wanted genuine friendships and it's really weird making friends as an adult and it's like I f- hate saying that cause it, I feel so like maybe it's just me that has a problem making friends as an adult but I feel like as soon as I graduated college I had my really good friends, but I was like, I still want to make more friends But it's like yeah. kind of weird like can I walk up to someone and be like you're so cool Like can we be friends <laughs> and I would do that and people would be like uh, I mean, I guess sure. it's different. I
0: feel like people get more in their habits and they get More in they the stick with who they know mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, So that's why they created Bumble BFF. And then I think it's been within the last year they created Bumble Biz. Uh, They realized people also needed a way to make business connections. And like I was saying earlier, it's kind of all who you know. Um, And whether you're finding someone that's looking to hire an employee on Bumble Biz or you're just trying to grow your network, I feel like it's a valuable tool.
0: Okay. Awesome. So I have a personal question, but I think also what other men need help with out there. Hey, so how can men support and partner with women in the business world? So I'm not saying this is very important. I'm not <laughs> saying that when, like women need a man's help, but what's the best way that men can become an ally?
1: Ooh, I feel like that is such a good question. And I feel like I luckily have always been in a position where my male coworkers or male bosses or, whoever have always been very inclusive that's
0: cool though because like it's like not everyone gets that no not everyone gets that and i feel like we've made a lot of progress because you just said that yeah and i've even asked a similar question where i work in the finance industry i've asked hey like what can i do or what can man do to become an ally and they're like like everyone here is great like no one yeah we're just treated normally like equals, like even that question that we have to ask the question, right? It's kind of assumed that, I mean, it is, but like not equal, yeah. you know, but I think it's important to ask that question. Because I feel like there's listening. We, listening. Ooh, I like it.
1: Men, as mm-hmm. I just cut you off and I clearly have a hard time <laughs> That's listening. Funny. Men, I feel like sometimes know what they want to say. They think they know what needs to happen. I feel like it just kind of comes with this like authoritarian I'm the man of the house. Hmm. I'm going to be the hunter and the gatherer while you take care of the kids kind of thing. Um, I think that a lot of that has changed. That's not necessarily a hundred percent true, but I feel like it's kind of like in a man's DNA Um, to not immediately shut women down when they have an idea.
0: That's cool. I like that. That's a good tip. And not only for business, but I feel in person, In (laughs) in personal relationships, right. To listen, to understand. Yeah. And not listen to response. And
1: active listening too.
0: Active listening is I hate important. It.
1: Growing up, my dad, he'd be like watching football. We'd ask questions and he just wouldn't say anything. And I was, it pisses me off. But I'm not good at that either, so I'll, I'll admit. You got to like engage.
0: Okay, awesome. All right. So we've come to the segment in the show where it's a funny name. It's called Scroll My Soul. So what this is, is every day or every other day, it seems like I write an idea or inspiration note. Or thought in my phone cool. and I keep a running list and from something I learned or was inspired by and we'll randomly scroll through I pick something and I ask you like how it resonates with you or your reflections or thoughts on it cool
1: yeah sounds good
0: all right so today's is you're never too young or too old too tired or too busy it's never too late or too hard there's never a bad time to start start now and don't wait
1: no, I really like that. Um, that resonates with me, I feel like, in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. I feel like the first one that came to mind was that in one of those informational interviews that I had, my first job, she, my boss didn't, almost didn't hire me because of how my resume looked, and she saw that I was just out of college, realized I was obviously like 22, 23. And inexperienced. Yes. Um, so I was always very self-conscious of my age because... I thought that I didn't have enough experience to be able to make an impact.
0: Yeah, I felt that way too.
1: Uh, Then in one of those informational interviews, I was telling, I don't remember who it was, but I was telling them about that and kind of the insecurity that came with it. And they just laughed and they were like, that is ridiculous. Young people are what keep our industry growing and advancing. Uh, And I think that, that really calmed me down and it made me a little bit more excited to be able to say, hey, yeah, I'm 23. I'm out of college for a year. I do this, I do that. But like, I still have a lot more to learn. And I'm okay with that.
0: And right and it could feel the same way of you feeling too young for something. Someone might feel too old for something.
1: Oh, for sure. Or
0: say you're 23. You haven't gone to school yet. Or you're 29 and haven't gone to school yet. Oh, it's too late. It's It's never never too late. late. It really is like just start now. whatever it is
1: it gets harder when you push things off too
0: yeah
1: it's just like if you haven't worked out in a while or something it's like you can sit and think about it as much as you want but like
0: it's freaking go it's gonna
1: come like pound by pound or something or like depression by depression and like Mm -hmm. you just need to get up and do it and I feel like I don't like that why that just came to mind probably because I was just thinking that I needed to go back to the gym but um you just gotta do it it'll be way easier once you get started
0: okay cool so do you have any last advice or tips for anyone out there just in general like parting wisdom it could be some it could be to someone specific you know it could be to women it could be to young people um or just general population out there what would be your wisdom that you'd part on us
1: uh I think I'd have to say just believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to self-doubt. It's really easy to put yourself down. Um, Like I am the most awkward person ever and I always say, oh, I'm so awkward. But I'm like trying to make a conscious effort not to say that because what Mm -hmm. you say is what happens and Mm -hmm. what you end up believing. Uh, And so I think that you just need to believe in what you think and who you are and believe in your dreams and believe that you can get the job done. So,
0: okay. I love it. And it's not easy, right?
1: No, not at all.
0: (laughs) Right. Even, I mean, let's be real. Like for you, even doing this interview, it's something different that you've never done before. Yeah. But believing in yourself to like, just do it and just give it a try. Just what you said. Just do it. Just go. Yeah. And look, it worked out just fine.
1: It did. We're, (laughs) We're okay. I made it through. I'm alive. No sweat.
0: We're good. Okay, Liv, thank you so much. Thanks, Ben. You're a rock star. Um, I'm excited to see where you go. And for real, thanks for being on the show.
1: No problem. Thank you.
0: What's up, Golan community? I hope you enjoyed that interview with Liv just as much as I did. And this week's challenge is inspired by Bumble BFF. We want you to reach out and reconnect and appreciate a friend you haven't spoke with in a long time. Call them up to show your gratitude for your meaningful relationship. And I know Thanksgiving just got over, but these types of long lasting connections are worthy of your attention year round. And we would absolutely love to hear about your experience with this week's challenge. So once you call up and reconnect, we'd love to hear about it. And if you wish to share your experience, please call the Goalink hotline at 385-626-0525 and leave us a message and let us know that we have permission to use it for a future episode. So tell us what happened when you reached out and reconnected with your friend. We would love to hear about it. Again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. My name is Ben. This has been The
1: Golink Show.